Recap, a look back at the week in state government. I'm Kenzie Watson. One of the biggest accomplishments this week is something lawmakers from both parties have been working to pass for years. The House approved an increase in cost of living adjustments, or COLAs, for people who are retired teachers, firefighters, police, public employees, justices, and judges. The bill would give a 4% increase in retirement payments to people in those groups who have been retired for more than five years on July 1st of this year, and people who retired two years ago would get a 2% increase. There hasn't been a cost of living adjustment for state retirees in 12 years. No one in the House voted against the bill. It now heads to the Senate for approval. And speaking of state service, a big update for you to a bill we first told you about a few weeks ago. The Senate passed its version of the update to the state's civil service system. The Senate bill will work with a House version on the same issue, which would add job protections to all state workers. The House version has the support of the Oklahoma Public Employees Association, which said these bills are an important positive step forward for the 30,000 people who work for Oklahoma. In education policy, the full House passed the virtual charter school reform bill. The legislation is sponsored by Representative Sheila Dills from Tulsa. The bill would take on truancy rules for online schools and increase the number of assignments that need to be completed each quarter to 72. The current number is 44 for a student to be considered in attendance. The bill also limits students to one transfer a year to a virtual charter school beginning with the next school year. State School Superintendent Joy Hoffmeister said HB 2905 is a strong step in the right direction for transparency and accountability among our virtual charter schools. The Senate is also tackling important issues in education, the teacher shortage and bullying. SB 1115 by Senator Ron Sharp would allow the State Board of Education to renew an emergency teaching certificate to teachers who have worked for a district for at least two years. The bill would only kick in if the emergency certified teacher has not passed state competency exams but has submitted evidence they are working towards certification. The school district would also have to prove they can't hire a certified teacher and is willing to rehire the emergency certified teacher. Senator Sharp is also the sponsor of SB 1133, which updates Oklahoma's definition of bullying to the national standard. That bill would add new reporting requirements and responsibilities for school districts in responding to instances of bullying. A controversial measure is headed to the Senate, and it could impact your rights. House Joint Resolution 1027 would require signatures for initiative petitions to come from each of Oklahoma's congressional district. Supporters argue it's too easy for people to collect signatures in big cities like Oklahoma City or Tulsa, and that the measures ignore the wishes of rural Oklahoma. Critics argue this is taking away the right of the people to have a say in changing the state's constitution. If the Senate approves this current resolution, Oklahomans will have to vote to approve the changes. The person responsible for verifying signatures on those petitions is the Secretary of State, and this week Riley Eisenhower introduces us to Secretary of State Michael Rogers. I'm Riley Eisenhower with Epic News Network, and I'm joined today by Secretary of State Michael Rogers. So, tell me a bit about your position. Yeah, so I'm a Secretary of State and Secretary of Education, so uh, in the short and the easy deal, uh, the Secretary of State's role, my job is to... Uh, make sure all the governor's agenda items gets done. I'm, I'm his chief policy negotiator. And as Secretary of Education, I oversee and, and kind of monitor higher ed, common ed, career tech. So what drew you to this position? Well, I was trying to get out of politics. And unfortunately, I did a big U-turn. And uh, the governor-elect uh, governor at the time called me and said, hey, I, I'm really interested in you coming in on this position. Um, you know, do you want to you help me with this? My initial response was, are you going to get some stuff done? I'm, I'm not looking for a ceremonial position, uh, but what, we, what we've seen with this governor is he's one who wants results and, and gets in there every day. So just, just truly blessed to be where I'm at. 
So you see a bunch of initiative petitions go through. How do you check the validity of those and pursue them to get passed and continue? Yeah, so it's, it's very interesting. Secretary of State's office is charged with going through and doing all the counts. Uh, uh, I really didn't understand the full process that this office takes on until I came into this role. It's a very uh, strenuous job. Uh, we have a lady in our office, Amy, who goes through and literally her team goes in and they count line by line how many signatures, make sure they meet the threshold. Uh, it's our job to, uh, to, to give certain times that they can start collecting signatures. So it's been very interesting. Uh, we, are, we do believe that there needs to be some transformation as far as digital analytics and things that we're pushing this session as well. So before you got into this position, do you have any misconceptions that have changed now that you are in it? A little bit. You know, being on this side, it's a little bit different. Uh, you know, I served in the legislature, so, you know, I had a very uh, small scope as far as, you know, when you're, when you're a representative or a senator, you're only focused on your constituents. I mean, you want what's best for Oklahoma, but ultimately your job is to go represent your people, uh, come to the Capitol with your vote, make sure that your, the voice is heard back home. Uh, when you serve on the executive side, it's a little bit different in the fact that you were looking at what's best for all Oklahomans. You're looking at what's best not only now, short-term, but long-term. So it definitely it changes your perspective a little bit. So as a fun little closing question, I hear you had a pretty exciting and interesting college experience. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so very interesting. You know, we're very blessed. Got to, got to play some baseball in college, and uh, I tease people all the time that I, uh, I, I've got all the scars to go with it. Uh, you know, I grew up in Artesia, New Mexico, which was a really, really big sports uh, town, small, small hometown, hometown of Landry Jones, uh, which people like to remind me, and my joke always is, is uh, I think when people ask Landry Jones, where's he from, he says Artesia, and then he says, you know, where Michael Rogers is from. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much. Thank you. Back to you guys. Thank you, Riley. Before we go, we want to tell you about some new ways to watch us. You can now get all the ENN programs on your home TV. If you have a Roku TV, you'll find our app under the local news category or search Epic News Network. And if you use Amazon Fire TV services, search Epic News Network to add the app. Also, if you're an Amazon Alexa user, you can enable the Epic News Network skill to hear the audio version of these programs anytime by saying, Alexa, what's in the news? And be sure to keep checking back on our website and social sites for the latest news from the Capitol and around Oklahoma.